but I mean, what else am I going to do? You know, the only way you can get through parenting is turn it into comedy. So I... <laughs> well, you know what? As Dalita said, what else are we going to joke about? We're moms. We're surrounded by them. It's true. Welcome to our podcast, Mom Jokes. I'm Lalita. I'm a queer mom of a 13-year-old, a single mom by choice, and a comic. And I'm Smita. I'm a mom of two and a comic as well. And I met Lalita through stand-up. And we decided to start this podcast because we were wondering, how are other parents managing during the pandemic? Are they finding it as difficult as we do? And what are they doing to manage? So we decided to ask some people that we really like talking to other comics. By the way, if you are looking for actual parenting advice and tips, this is not the podcast for you. Today we talked to Zarna Garg. She's a mom, a lawyer, an immigrant, and a comic. How does she do it? We don't know. That's why we're going to talk to her and find out. Let's start with a clip where she introduces herself at a live show. Remember those? At Caroline's Comedy Club in New York. Shalom. <laughs> I'm not your typical Indian woman. Let's face it, this bindi is a PR thing. <laughs> I never even been to Queens. <laughs> I am an immigrant though. I am an immigrant and like all immigrants, I came to America with $9 in my pocket. <laughs> $10,000 in the bank, but 9 in the pocket. Welcome everyone. How has life been in the pandemic? What do you miss the most? And what's the first thing you're going to do when you get out of this? I think probably I'm just going to go out and hug a stranger. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, when I watch TV and stuff and people just randomly shake hands, I'm like, no, what? Stop. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> See that. Um, that I feel seems like a prehistoric move right now. Like yeah. who did? It's like worse than the scene where the unwitting girl walks into the haunted house. You're like, stop, don't shake his hand. What are you doing? I, I want to like go to places like Ikea and just walk around and touch things. And Smita, that is pushing it to its absurd extreme. There's absolutely no way Ikea can be on anybody's wish list. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually going to Ikea. I just want the option to go to Ikea. Which... No, that's fair. I want to go dancing. I want to be surrounded by sweaty bodies that just people that I find gross, people that want to dance with me when I don't want to dance with them. I want people to want to dance with me and for me to say, no, I don't want to do that. Just it, like Ikea, basically. But yeah, so be dancing in a club, not in my own living room. So bad. Okay. You, you guys are so exciting. I guess I'm the only one rooting for some things not to change. I'm so happy the planes are grounded. My mother-in-law can't come over. Oh my I'm God. like, keep it this way. <laughs> keep it this way for a while. <laughs> I used yeah. to love, oh. like I was on airplanes all the time. And, and now just thinking about it turns my stomach a little bit. It's just definitely, okay, well, we're rooting for the planes to stay grounded for a long time, Zarna, just to keep your family situation <laughs> nuclear. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. <laughs> You're like the only person in the world, maybe, who still wants uh, to not travel anywhere, I guess. Oh, but that that's just me. In any case, I have three kids. I never want to go anywhere. It's a freaking nightmare to take all the kids, all the remote learning. Oh my God, we did one trip early this year. All the computers, chargers, laptops, mouses, 
I was like, this is hell. Whose idea of fun is this? Forget, I, was, I was like yelling at my husband, why don't you have a mistress already? Oh, yeah. needs to do this. <laughs> wait, wait, what's our, what's our age, Talis, here? I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. What about you, Zarna? 18, 15, and nine. <laughs> <laughs> and Lalita, what about you? Mine is 13. I have a 13-year-old son. And so full house, real moms here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I heard the other day, I don't know where this was, but um, a household where they were, you know, committed to not having screens uh, and they were, oh, it was at the school. They were keeping this up in the, in the pandemic. And now because we're all going back into virtual learning, they were saying, you know, we can't really do virtual learning because we don't allow our kids to have screens. <laughs> and I have to say, I lost it a little bit at that point. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't even know how. And honestly, all the years that I spent keeping my kids, well, a few months away from screens, what's the point? My nine-year-old knows how to Zoom all over the place now. Everything is Zoom, Google Meet, Hangout, everything. And if he didn't know it, he would have fallen off his school grid completely. Right. So I don't know what I saved them from all these years. I do feel that way about, about parents that brag about their three-year-olds liking vegetables. I'm always like, yeah, that's nice. It's not going to last, you know. <laughs> yeah. In my house, we call the TV the third parent. Oh, yeah. And yeah, 100%. God bless Netflix. That's all. Okay. So we're all agreed that technology plays a role in pandemic parenting. <laughs> or Yeah. Or otherwise. I'll, I'll admit it. My kids have been heavily techified since they were little. It's the only way I kept them alive. I'm because one is going to bring me to the verge of losing it, and when you have three, you're there every day. It was either that or medication. Sorry, sorry to cut you, but I was realized my other alternative was to like load up on on Xanax. So I was like, no, 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 you go on ruining your eyeballs. I need to be good. (laughs) Self care. Yeah, self care. So what have we learned about ourselves that we like about ourselves during this pandemic parenting? Long silence. Come on, ladies. <laughs> I appreciate, I've learned to appreciate him more as a, as a human being. I mean, it's a weird thing to say, but we kind of think of our kids so much as extensions of ourselves. Um, and this morning, I have to say, he, he hadn't done something I'd asked him to do. And I realized when I got up and I was just so annoyed and then at some point I had to wake him up and I knocked on the door and I was like, and the first thing you have to do is do that thing you didn't do. And then he got up and he came into my room and he said, listen, mom, could you not like scold me the second I get up? It's just not a very nice start. <laughs> and I'm like, it's incredible. He's asking, he's stating his needs. I mean, I was like easily 45 before I realized that was an... But that is that in general, I find to be true about like the, this next generation. Like my daughter has a boyfriend and then they, they're together, they're not together, whatever. It's very stressful as a mom, but it happens. And they break up and it's like, oh, we need time to process our feelings. <laughs> Do you remember being a teenager and being hysterical about things? And both these kids, they're like, yeah, we need a little distance to, real, to figure out if we're right for each other. And I cannot believe, I, no, I'm telling you, Lalita, it's true. And I sit there and I want to yell at my own kid. I'm like, come on, girl, like, throw a little fit. Throw a little fit. Like, show some emotion. <laughs> wow. All that used to be high drama when I was little. Right. Like, tears. Tears flowing, like notes, 
returning things, returning old T-shirt. None of that. I don't see any of it anymore. Very. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I cannot contribute to this conversation as I was chronically single for well into my twenties. <laughs> Well, you were processing. See, they, you were the elegant one. I guess I was the only crazy. <laughs> no, 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 not for lack of trying. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, in a lot of my relationships, the other, the other person didn't really know they were in it with me. So mm -hmm. there was that. A lot of tears because of that. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys feel like everything is a running punchline in your head? Always. Like something happens and you're like, oh my God, I got to save that. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's very stressful for the people in my life. I mean, my son is continuously asking me to just not turn him into my comedy. But I mean, what else am I going to do? You know, the only way you can get through parenting is turn it into comedy. So I, <laughs> I yeah, everything's a punchline. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I've lost, like, I think I've lost, like, uh, a sense of propriety, like being proper. Because I remember somebody was talking about you know, a person just passed away and I was like, oh, well, this world isn't really much worth fighting for. And the person's like relative was sitting right there. And I had a moment of like, ah, you know, stop saying that. Stop saying it out loud because your mind is immediately spinning it into a joke and like trying to make something funny out of it. Yeah, everything. Um, my four-year-old told me to stop joking the other day. <laughs> so I was like, great, great. The one coping mechanism I have is not being approved of, so... Well, you know what, as Dalita said, what else are we going to joke about? We're moms. We're surrounded by them. It's true. I don't know what else to joke about. I look at you every day. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is it. You are it. This is as funny as it gets. <laughs> so any parents in the room? Wow. Isn't parenting just magical? <laughs> All your money just disappears. <laughs> and it comes back as sneakers and mad tutors. And, you know, I'm a little frustrated with the modern open-minded parents. What's up with telling your kids, don't worry about your grades, be happy. Don't worry about a job, you be happy. Uh, don't worry, be happy would never be an Indian song. <laughs> Our song would be Don't Happy, Be Worried. So can we use this as a little seg to talk about Indian matchmaking? Have you, have you been watching it, Smita? Yes, I watched the whole thing. It's a binger, isn't it? I watched it literally in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. My kid is like, is there anything for dinner? I'm like, Indian matchmaking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck you know it was i hate watch the whole thing rage watched i know that's that's yeah. the thing like you can't not watch it and i spoke to like five people who are you know the five main stars and i have the sixth one just to put a plug in coming this uh, saturday night what did you what did you find the most striking from that show guys I found it really interesting that they mixed India, Indians and Indians in America, because like you could see two very, very different cultures and approaches. So I kind of, I feel like the Indians in America helped to offset the Indians in India and vice versa as well. So that was really cool. Like the thing that made me really angry was the people who were sort of like dismissive or like, oh, of course, they have to be a, you know, a neuroscientist or a, like a whatever. And just like, like, 
that taking so much for granted that you know you have to check the list first like that checklist is so horrible and it's like it destroys lives because like you won't even look past it to the person and so I'm just like really made me angry yeah 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 how about you, Lalita? What did you think of the show? You know, I was, um, I thought it was going to be my love is blind moment. I mean, I really self-loathe watched my way through that. Um, and I, I, so I held off on Indian matchmaking for a bit because I thought it was going to be the same. Um, but I actually found it very interesting. And, and um, I, the editing, of course, is deeply manipulative. And you know that. And at the same time. Yeah you can't help but being manipulated by it. I mean, that's a very interesting psychological state to be. I mean, it's actually like being a mom. My child knows exactly how to get me exactly where he wants. And I know he's doing it and I still fall for it. But uh, I think that like uh, my screenplay, the screenplay that I've written is based on arranged marriages. So I wrote about having biodatas and the math behind getting arranged. So I think that in a way, this does women a service. This... In the West, the idea of arranged marriage has been so like, oh, they just get introduced, boy meets girl by parents. And it's not that. And now we know that. You know, yeah. now we know what's going on behind the, this, the curtain. And that's Seema auntie. Whoa. Seema. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love her. I absolutely love her. She can do no wrong because she's so pragmatic. She's like, yeah. look, these are the things you want. These are the things I can bring. Or like, okay, look, you're going to adjust or, you know, deal with it. I just found her like... To me, she was the star of the show. Like, so this woman is that you have twenty pairs of shoes. You're you're not flexible. You need <laughs> <Yeah>. too many. <laughs> what? She, I just really loved her. Like, I just loved how point blank she was with yeah. people. She was like, "This is your life. Deal with it." You know, these are your options. Pick one. I just love how she had a comment about everything. Like, this is not important for a happy marriage. She's just <laughs> gonna speak for all marriages. Yeah. She's like, none of this is important. You know, I have a confession. Like after I watched this, I got really worked up and decided that I could be a matchmaker. So like I called my friend who told me his roommate was Indian and single. And I was like, how old are you? <laughs> what, what language do you speak? And then I like, within like five minutes, I was like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Um, and I was like, goodbye. <laughs> I but idea and can I offer myself as the face reader I didn't know that was a thing before but I can totally do that I can be a face reader it's <laughs> Lalita we should get into this should be a matchmaking podcast <laughs> what well, I mean he was face reading through like photos yeah he doesn't even need to meet the person anymore oh yeah. I mean I guess he's never heard of a beauty plus filter <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Wait till he knows what Facetune can do to your face. Oh my god. Okay, I think we're agreed that Indian matchmaking had a self-care component to it. Totally. I fully went in expecting to hate it, but I found it very compelling and interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Did not make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. But although I have to say, so I asked some more traditional Indian people I know, whatever that word means, and they were like, no, it was boring. Maybe because it was like just like watching someone go grocery shopping or something like it's like this is life yes and yeah I guess if you're surrounded by people in those situations it's just not interesting it's like boring is an interesting word for it though but I, I heard similar sentiments from people in India they're like what are you guys so thrilled about and enraptured by it's like it's an range this is how people have been getting married they couldn't understand the fascination 
And then yeah. the people in America who are so fascinated that if anything, it reveals a little bit of the divide that the world is in. Yeah. Um, in England, where I used to live, they used to have Super Nanny. I don't know if that ever became, I think she might've gone to the States because these shows always make it over here because they could make more money. She was this woman who would come and live with you and tell you, I mean, basically destroy you um, and your parenting style. But then at the end, you had very, very nice, well-behaved children. Ring any bells? Is there anything like that here? Yeah. No, first of all, I watched Super Nanny a few years ago. I remember it used to show here. But isn't that show Dance Moms like a similar idea? You know what I'm talking about? That mm. Abby Lee Miller, yeah. she runs a dance studio. And she's yeah. like yelling at these kids. She's so mean. She's miserable. But then at the end of the whole thing, these women are like astonishingly gifted dancers. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, this is very stressful to watch. Yelling at these young children who are like exhausted from dancing and like already doing such amazing dances. And I was just like, and so much drama, like who did you pick for the solo yeah. and whose mom wore what outfit to the witch? Oh I my mean, God. the moms were totally in on the drama too, though. The moms yeah. were like backstabbing each other to get their kids the bigger parts. And it was fascinating to watch. Yeah. I love to watch these kind of shows just because they express the level of drama that I don't have the guts to express in my life. <laughs> so I like watch all these people shout at each other and I feel like, oh, thank God, you know, let them, let me watch them and live through them. When I was pregnant with my son, it was a high risk pregnancy. So I just spent a lot of time indoors, just sitting down and watching TV. And the show that saved my life, don't laugh at me, the Kardashians. <gasps> just. Oh, I love. <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> It was just so meditative to watch them. They'd be like, oh my God, you bought the cake? You know, like, I would just let it wash over me. It was so therapeutic. I love how we're, we're getting down to the real nitty gritty of parenting hacks here. <laughs> oh, that got me through. Listen, I love Kardashians. I worship them. I think they can do no wrong. <laughs> Any person who can take a sex tape and make it what it has become is genius True. on every metric. I'm trying. I'm like, somebody film a sex tape with me. <laughs> Let's get there. Somehow. I want to put that out there in a podcast. We're going to get a lot of offers now. We better not be sharing email addresses and all that. Have you seen a wedding guest list in India? I mean, that's like, there's no such thing. It's like yeah. your neighbor, your neighbor's neighbor. If anybody's visiting that neighbor, whoever wants to come, whoever hasn't eaten, whoever feels like crashing, whoever wants to do yeah. a dance. It's true. <laughs> in weddings, I'm just because, you know, somebody like in a shop would be like, oh, you know, you've come some fo so, so far away. Come to this wedding tonight. And then I'd be like, well, I don't know anybody. And they're like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and yeah. Three days there and you never meet the bride or groom. They're somewhere else. I don't know what they're doing, but they're not there. Yeah. So I've been married for 21 years. Thank you. So really nice Indian man. We're the perfect Indian couple. We do math for fun. We take romantic walks in the park and discuss interest rates. The last time we refinanced, I got pregnant with my third. I never said I love you to my husband. Um, 
oh, it's only been 21 years. What's the rush? <laughs> but if he said it to me, I'd know he's cheating on me. <laughs> With a white woman. Where else would he get this nonsense? We've also never had a candlelight dinner. I mean, yeah. we, we, <laughs> the things that make me feel sad. <laughs> when we came to America for the electricity. <laughs> Yeah, I was like interrogated by this uncle at an Indian wedding once. He had no idea who I was. And he was like, aren't you Shilpa? And I was like, I'm not Shilpa. He was like, no, you're from, du you're from Dubai. I was like, I'm not from Dubai. And he was like, you're married to... I was like, no, I'm not. Like, stop talking to me. <laughs> you know, I bet the movie Wedding Crashes did terribly in India because everyone's like, yes. Yes. And? <laughs> so... <laughs> As opposed to what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably treated it like a arranged marriage. You know, again, they were like, uh, this is very boring to us. <laughs> so I won a major screenwriting competition. <laughs> There were 11,000 entries. I won first place. And people said, ooh, so much competition. I was like, eh. I'm Indian. There's a billion of us. 11,000 is like a tiny wedding. But you guys want to know what the screenplay is about? Even if you didn't, I would have told you. <laughs> but it's about arranged marriages, poverty, sexism, death. You know, your usual romantic comedy. <laughs> Speaking of food, how is food in your house? So much takeout and delivery happens in my house, it's embarrassing. You would think no one knows how to cook, but, but, but we do. On any given day, if one person is happy with what I made, it's a victory. <laughs> oh. Because, in fact, when I see people like sitting around dinner tables, like that happens. I know. It's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't experience that unless it's like a birthday or something. I don't experience that. What about you, Smita? You know what? Mine are still young enough where I have to spoon feed them a bit. So we're all sitting down, everyone's eating what yeah. I cooked. There's no choice, you know, and um, we're still there. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, I've still also got that thing where like you put a spoon of food in the little one's mouth and then she spits it out. And then you're like, great. Now I'm wiping food off the floor and I'm still, I'm still in the, that sort of trenches. Yeah. I take it you don't put like a TV on to feed them. We're trying really not to. We've been, like, we've fallen into that pit and then we dug ourselves out and I'm trying to stay out of that pit because someone once told me with kids, like, every solution is a problem. Huh. And it's true, like, Why? you know, because then, then it escalates into something else. So, yeah, you know, they all just eat whatever I cook. But I, I kind of have to cook for, like, the lowest common denominator, which is the two-year-old. So, like, everything is kind of one-pot dish with, like, quite you know you don't really need teeth you your teeth optional kind of cooking like 
for years i was home monitoring the whole thing but like i don't know where to make the trade off i don't know how to work as hard as i do while monitoring everything everybody needs and no one's even going to school anymore right it used to yeah. be feed everybody breakfast and then i would not worry for the rest of the day until dinner time now it's like it's non stop so i just gave up i don't i don't want to lose this career that i restarted after 15 years of waiting for it so it yeah. is what it is and no, none of us eat the same food to answer your question but i'm going to make that point smitha what you said about um you know every solution is a problem yes i mean i think it's a good line but who are the problem solvers in families the women and so you know tizarna's point of of wanting to focus on her career the sacrifices that need to be made to be a particular kind of parent are going to land on us as the moms and that's not true exactly there's lots yeah. of different families but i think it's a nice idea and 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 the uh, and the having dinner around the dinner table as a family is really held up as as a kind of that's a real mark of good parenting i've even had people say that to me you know kids that grow up in families where they eat together have higher scores and and blah 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 and by the way that's not a higher score that's an average they've basically taken the mother's score and divided it with the kids yeah you know what i mean like this is unnecessary glorification and i and i assure you that if they made the dads do the work that the moms are doing those studies would change overnight god you are i i i think i'm going to agree with you uh, on that even as a dadless household but in their the kind of quote unquote average family yes yeah. mitha what do you think yeah i mean i first of all i'm like who died and said that this is the way to be as a family that you all have to sit at the table and eat at the same time there are so many ways to be together and like if food is not the thing let it go the other thing is i'm an expert in back calculating the health value of food so ice cream it has eggs it has dairy it's practically as you know health food um if they eat popcorn that's a vegetable that's basically a salad you know like just go with it like they're getting nutrition right i do that so much like if they're fed and they're doing well let's just keep going like honestly i don't know why we do this to ourselves so much and it's true like women really take on a lot of nonsense we don't need to i feel like in this pandemic one of the toughest things that no one really acknowledges is how hard it's been to manage everyone's like happiness and like calmness levels because we are all losing it everyone is up to here you know kids adults everyone totally yeah. and i swear to god if i see one more mom post about like all the artwork they did with their kid cuz it's so much fun you know what i mean like it's not fun <laughs> but i had like i remember a few years ago i had a near nervous breakdown with my pediatrician i'm like i can't feed them they hate everything i made i thought i was a good cook and the pediatrician looked at me and said just mm. relax they will eat when they want to eat and stop chasing and i really honestly the day he said that i said thank you god and i stopped i just took it out of my head i'm like there is food in the house if you're hungry enough you will eat it and that's it yeah. that's the end of it because it was, i was losing my sanity over trying to please everybody this has been so refreshing cuz like it's so true like so many of us are alone at home doing this and thinking oh all the other families are like you know perfect painting type dinners and things and no no one is like everyone's just trying their best to get by and 
it's a lot. But I just want to give, I don't know, if you are the type of person that loves to do crafts with your kid and you put it on social media, I don't know, kudos to you, you know, as long as it's not with a kind of an an air of I'm better than you. Hey, any crafting with my kid, I would just show it off. Like, (laughs) it's like I have one thing in my life. I'm going to post this. No, and I agree with that. I didn't mean to suggest that every woman, but you know what I'm talking about. There is a type that is floating around bragging about like their homemade banana bread and they first grew the bananas in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> they found a way to freaking pot the thing in their kitchen and air light it and whatever. Like just, just do simple things, please. Yes. Please go for a walk. Like no one stop kayaking. Just go for a walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's <laughs> Just leave us alone. We were doing okay. Um, I just thank them. I'm like, I just up my dose of Zoloft. I hope you're happy. Yeah. You know, I want to have go have a mani pedi. You know, really. Like, I, I yeah. feel you. Between my toes look a bit like reptile toes right now. You think that'd be a hot booming business, and maybe we should get these people to sponsor our podcast in this little fish that eat eat the eat the dirt of your feet. You know, have you ever had that? Oh yes. I've heard about that. It's, it's very weird, but I feel right now is the time to really promote that business. Like I would buy those fish and just stick my feet in there at night. And Smith, that sounds like you would join me. We could have a bucket of yeah. tub and then we could sit six feet apart. And the feet, the fish eat your crud off your feet. Um, yeah, maybe we should do that. A fish home delivery service or something. I, I <gasps> something here, people. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah. you, know then when you're done, you can you know throw them in the fry. <laughs> then, oh my god! <laughs> so what um, are we looking forward to, guys? The pandemic is going to end at some point. What are we looking forward to? Are we looking forward to traveling? Well, we do know Bolivia has salt flats. Wait, am I missing something? I don't know about Bolivian salt flats. Oh, that was Aparna in Indian matchmaking. Oh my God, I wasn't paying attention. First ah. I'm on a date with a guy and she's like, you don't know Bolivia has salt flats. <laughs> the poor guy was so blindsided. I saw this tweet that really thrilled me very much. It was, the, I should find, I should attribute it to whoever did it, but it was like, my biggest regret of 2020 was buying a 2020 planner. <laughs> So I have no expectations for after this pandemic. I just want everyone to get through in one piece. Um, yeah. And you know, that's the thing. Like, it's not like I was doing anything on Friday nights before the pandemic, you know, but at least self-isolating would be my choice. That's what I want. I just want the choice to be a hermit. I understand that. I think we can all relate. And a quick plug. You can find all of us on social media. Zarna at Zarna Garg on all the platforms, Lalita, at Lalita D Comedy on all the platforms, and Smitha, at Almost Favorite on Twitter.